It's a simple recipe, but it would mean so much to me. Turn on the gas and make me feel fine. And all I wanna say is, just give me some hot pizza. at all here with yet another episode of Financial Pizza. It's the only podcast that features clips and more from some of the very best financial radio programs featuring some of the best financial advisors around the country. And it's all brought to you hot, fresh, and in 30 minutes or less. Hey, don't forget to subscribe, rate, and share the podcast. I would be delighted if you would do that. If you'd like to reach me, email steve at financialpizza.com. Oh, the week that was certainly interesting, to say the least. GameStop comes to mind. How about you? What kind of craziness was all that? Well, we will hear from Kevin Brooker on his take on all of that. The president stayed busy this week, signing a bunch more executive orders. So what else is new? And the market? Well, it just does what it does. As I write this Friday afternoon, looks like it could be another down day. Wednesday really took a beating, recovered some on Thursday. And how it all ends? Stay tuned. As always, the advisors had plenty to talk about. I mentioned Kevin Brooker. He really breaks down that GameStop situation. Robert Kuhn talks about volatility and what we know or don't know. Coach Pete DeRuta talks about the market and how it applies to those getting to retirement. He also talks a bit about annuities. And speaking of annuities, Dave Perkins will be along, bringing us a segment that compares annuities to rock bands. And it makes sense. Eric Carney talks about being prepared for retirement. Kevin Frisbee says getting your affairs in order should be high on your priority list. All right, the oven's warm, the ingredients are mixed. Let's start putting this thing together. And we begin with America's Wealth Coach and best-selling author, Coach Pete DeRuta, on his show, Financial Safari. Now, in this clip, Coach Pete, along with producers Thomas Lipscomb and Morgan Patrick, are talking about creating a solid income plan in retirement, all while keeping an eye on taxes. All right, so we're, we're focusing on this uh, very important topic today. It's 10 great tips for managing money in retirement. We talked about how tax efficiency is the vital, the most vital part. Who, who cares what kind of income you're getting if you have to give most of it to Uncle Sam or, or yep. the state? And so we talked about TNS strategies, tax navigation strategy, making sure that you, when you do come time to take money out, you're taking it out of the right tax bucket, preferably tax-free, but combining these to keep you in the lowest tax bracket as possible can can really make a big difference in the bottom line of your retirement income. I budget. think you're hitting on something, Coach, because so many people, they don't even think about taxes. <laughs> I mean, they're thinking about their bottom line, yeah. but taxes could be huge, huge yep. hit to you. Well, there's a lot of financial advisors more worried about getting a better return for you than they forget about the most important part. It's, it's how much you get to keep of that return. Yeah. There you go. There you go. <laughs> so I am a RICP, Retirement Income Certified Professional. We deal a lot about this. is a designation for the American College, three intensive classes and exams, by the way. Way. It wasn't any fun when I was doing it, <laughs> but it's fun to get done with it. It was fun to pass the test, too, by the way. I bet but it was. But it's all about making sure that we that we factor in taxation. 
where income too, because Thomas, a lot of people forget about taxation. They do. They can't forget about do. it. But it's no, there. you can't. Yeah. Yeah. Uncle no. Sam will make sure you don't forget about it. Not going away. <laughs> Send you a nice away. little letter that if you ever get those letters, for the one time they sent me one, it's just saying that I overpaid. I, was, I, I didn't want to open that envelope. <laughs> <laughs> it's sort of like getting a report card back in the day. Yeah. Well, I don't remember. I thought I did good, but I don't know. <laughs> oh, Lord. That's funny. <laughs> so, again, taxes. Number two is focus on creating retirement income. We mm-hmm. talked about it. And when you retire, most experts recommend that you worry less about returns and more on figuring out how to turn your retirement assets into a reliable retirement income. And in fact, we talked about how research indicated that retirees who have guaranteed their lifetime retirement income are happier and much less stressed than retirees who make unpredictable withdrawals from their retirement accounts. And finally, on this one subject here, annuities are one way to turn retirement savings into a predictable income stream. The problem with annuities are there, there's too many of them out there, yep. and there's too many people selling them and not planning with them. In other words, they're all excited about selling one or two annuities, but it doesn't really matter what your situation is. Annuities are a good fit, Thomas, when they are a good fit. They're a bad fit when they're a bad fit. And just the word annuity doesn't mean you're in the best one. No, There's a lot of bad ones. We've seen a whole lot of bad ones. Variable annuities I don't like at all. There's some good ones out there, but you have to know that uh, they have to work as part of a plan. And the only way we can figure out if if it's a fit or not is to talk to you and see what your situation is, what you need, and then see if an annuity is a good fit or not for that. Now, Ah, yes, annuities. Some think it's a four-letter word. But in reality, annuities are just like old rock and roll bands. Not really. Here to help us understand the differences in annuities is Dave Perkins with his take. How are annuities like rock stars? There's so much confusion about annuities and not enough awareness that there are different kinds of annuities. Some people may want to shy away from them because of something they heard. So to clear up the confusion, it may be easier to compare annuities to rock stars. Here we go. Give it up for the Variable Annuity Band. Yeah, the crowd's loving it. They very well could get an outstanding show. They certainly deserve it because they paid enough for the tickets. Now that's if the variable annuity band shows up, sober, into the mood to perform that night, instead of being late and then picking a fight with people in the front row. I keep feeling your and that's after tearing up their hotel room before and driving the concert organizers crazy with ridiculous demands in their rider. Variable annuities perform well when the stock market performs well. If the economy's booming, you're rocking with a variable. However, they can also lose as much as the market, so there's a big risk. And they're expensive with riders, sub-account, mortality, and expense fees. Now, ladies and gentlemen, the fixed annuity band. You're going to get a decent show. You don't have to worry that they won't show up. No fights with the audience members. No biting heads off rodents. But it's just a decent show. Step up from the, say, hotel lounge cover band. You see, fixed annuities are very reliable. They're immune from market downturns, but the rate is fixed. It doesn't change. That means that while there's no risk, they also earn less than other annuities during good market times. And finally, give it up for the fixed indexed annuity band. The crowd loves them. They really love them. Great band, great ticket price. They show up, they put on a great show. You've got nothing to lose with this band. Fixed indexed annuities pull from the best of variable and fixed. Big rewards like the variable, no risk like the fixed. The fixed indexed annuity grows at a rate that is related to the stock market. And if the market were to crash, your dollar amount is safe. 
your financial professional can go over all the right strategies suited to you in making sure that you have a retirement plan that includes growth, protection, and income. Very nice. I guess annuities are more like rock and roll bands than I thought. Pizza! On we go to the timely topic of shorting stocks in the market, specifically the GameStop story that has taken over this week. And for his take, we turn to Kevin Brooker and his podcast, Cruising Through Retirement. Well, I'll tell you what, it's been a crazy ride in the stock market lately, that's Holy for sure. Holy cow, can you say GameStop? <laughs> <laughs> you know what, I, I, I can say I wish I'd have bought GameStop a couple weeks ago. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I mean, it's <laughs> that's that was crazy time there. Oh, it's a, it's unbelievable. I mean, you could have made something like a hundred times your money in two weeks or something. It's absolutely insane. I mean, I looked at it and I said, you know what? Maybe I should start taking a look at these message boards or Reddit and whatever well, these people like. You know, that's that's just it. I mean, it was all a bunch of Reddit people that that kind of forced this thing into into play. You, you know what? And I, I I think it's crazy. I've never heard anything like this in my entire career. But I'm but I'm glad I'm glad it happened because. You know, the hedge funds and especially the guys that take on big short positions, you know, um, they, they, they don't have a lot of sympathy for the guy that's hurt on the other end of their trade. No, of course uh, not. You, you know, so now we're hearing about all these poor hedge fund, you know, poor hedge fund, super rich guys that lost a bunch of money because, you know, all these all, all these investors ran up the price of the stock. Uh, you know, they don't say anything. They don't raise it. They don't raise any noise or make any noise, you know, when it's working in their favor. Right. Mm -hmm. Um you know, but when it goes against them, they certainly make a lot of noise. They sure do. They sure do. It's a, you know? I mean, that whole thing was just sort of interesting to watch it unfold. And if you, I don't know, I'm sure you probably read some of the same stories I did that, you know, it was, and they would use the, the usernames of the Reddit people, you know, so it's, yeah. you know, Uncle Joe's crazy, you know, whatever it might be. They're just crazy mm -hmm. names. It's cr crazy names. They got their own terminology, you know, yeah. and, and, you know, for, for things based on what, what they expect or what they're looking for. And, um, you, you know, and it's, you know, when you're, I mean, there's guys, don't get me wrong. We are not recommending to buy GameStop for, for the record. Um, you know, the fundamentals of that company are actually deteriorating and it actually makes total fundamental sense why the hedge funds were shorting it because their business has been declining. And uh, that's usually the company, you know, the stocks you're going to short is somebody this business is going the wrong direction. And so that made total sense. But what these guys, I think what these folks are doing uh, they're looking for the companies that have the biggest short positions, right? Mm -hmm. And 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 if you guys just for you know, so you guys know, uh, for anybody listening, when you buy a stock, you're said to be going long the position, and you're buying it, betting it's going to go higher, and you make money if it goes higher, right? Yeah. Uh, when you short a stock, okay, you're shorting it. You're the opposite of long, so you're shorting it. And your initial opening transaction is a sell, so you sell it first. And what you're betting on is that it's going to go lower so that you can buy it back at a lower price and make money on that decline. Um, and, and so it's, it, you know, what, what the short interest on a stock is a cumulative number of shares that have been borrowed because you have to technically borrow them before you can short them. So it gets a little bit complicated. But when you see a number, they were citing 140% short position. And, and <laughs> for the life of me, I don't know how you can get over 100%, but nonetheless, um, when you've got a co company with such a big short position, if investors start to bid the price up, then the guys that are holding the short position, typically, you know, they're going to be losing money because it's going opposite the way they wanted it to go. Right, of course. Right. And then as it goes higher and higher, they're losing more and more and more uh, because your lost potential on a short position, guys, is unlimited. Okay. It's unlimited because if you short it at 10 bucks, it can go to the moon, right? It could go to 100, 200, 300, 500,000, 10,000. 
So the loss potential is unlimited on a short position. You'd be very, very careful if you ever decide to do that. Um, you know, whereas a regular long position, however much money you invest into a stock, that's your maximum loss, right? Right. You put course. in ten. You, you know, you put in ten grand. You can't lose more than ten grand. But if you put ten grand on a short position, you could lose fifty grand or more. Oof. So, so make sure you understand what you're doing before you get into it. Uh, the folks that are doing this, they say it started off with a bunch of retail traders. And then what I'm hearing actually is that the alg the algorithms, the algorithmic traders, we call them, or the quants, the quantitative traders, uh, they jumped on the bandwagon because they recognized what was going on. So all the volume wasn't just retail. A lot of it was institutional. That was your program trades that jumped on to kind of ride the wave, if you guys, if you guys know what I mean. I do. That's what they, you know, that's what they do. They see, they see a trend. They see a sentiment change. They see a wave forming. They hop on the wave and they want to surf it all the way they can. Uh, make as much money as they can and hopefully get out before it turns into a loss. It's a fascinating story for sure. Not quite over yet. Kevin hosts his own podcast. It's called Cruising Through Retirement. You can find it on Apple Podcasts or wherever you download yours. You can subscribe to it, have it delivered each and every week. Kevin is with Silverleaf Financial in Phoenix, Arizona. You can reach him by texting PIZZA to 21000. Call him right here, 800-662-8616. Or visit his website, silverleaffinancial.com. Pizza! Let's keep with that theme of the stock market and shorting stocks. And for me, I learned all about that from the movie Trading Places. You remember the Eddie Murphy, Dan Aykroyd, uh, circa 1983, when Mortimer and Randolph Duke teach Billy Ray about the finer points of commodity trading. Looking good, Billy Ray! Feeling good, Lewis! Oh, yes, I'm feeling good. <laughs> I do love that movie. Anyway, we've got pizza to make. So here, let's join Robert Kuhn in Chicago for his take on this crazy week in the market. Yeah, you know, there's a lot of craziness going on in the market, you know, this week alone. You know, I wonder, Steve, you know, I don't know if you've been following, uh, say, GameStop uh, this week. I mean, how could you not? <laughs> well, you know, I wonder how many people, to us, like, who are in the business, I mean, it's like, oh, my gosh. I mean, you know, everybody knows about GameStop. But you wonder how many people uh, outside of the business actually even know that, you know, a company went from, you know, single digits to, you know, $360, $370 or whatever the, the top was. And people uh, made billions and billions of, of, I don't know if it's billions, but millions and millions and millions of dollars. And, you know, certainly a hedge fund reportedly lost significant amounts of money. Um, you just wonder, does that like trickle down to kind of the average investor? You know, do they know kind of what's going on in the world today? Mm, I, I don't well, know. Well, not do they? in the world today, but, but in the market in yeah. the inner, you know, the inner workings of the market. And it's, uh, it, it's certainly crazy. I mean, you know, it's, it's constant, you know, in our conversations, you know, there's a great, uh, article this week that, uh, Jim Cramer wrote. So I guess since you're doing this show, I don't ever play the lottery, but, uh, we did with the big Powerball, so I guess you didn't win as well. I did not win, no. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So they were asked how he would invest and how he would advise the winner of the whatever $800 million um, uh, lottery uh, to invest. And one uh, paragraph really caught my interest when he said, if you're already rich, why take on any risk, any risk whatsoever? And I found that fascinating. That is interesting. You know, it's, a, it's, it's very interesting because... You think about it, you know, a lot of the people who are texting KCP to 474747 and calling in 
um, they've listened to the show for an extended period of time. Mm -hmm. And then it might just be a phrase I say that ultimately, you know, picks, you know, uh, gets them to text in or call in. And that's great. I mean, we hope and, and want it to be sooner than later, just simply because of what's going on in the world today. Um, but you wonder, think about the individual investor. Are most individuals trying to turn, you know, let's say you have half a million dollars. Is, is your goal really to turn that into 10 million? Or if you have a couple, two, three, four million dollars, is your goal to turn it into 15 or 20 million? I mean, so you think about a lot of the individuals who have what they have. And, you know, I would classify if you have the money you need, you're rich. I mean, it doesn't matter what your neighbor has, what, you know, I have, what you have, what anybody has. If you have what you need, you're, you're ultimately rich. And think about that with, you know, with what Kramer said, and that if you, already ha if you already have what you have and what you need, why take any risk at all? And, and I, I just found it fascinating. And um, so we're trying to get the message out, Steve, that, um, you know, I don't know clearly when, you know, the market, uh, I mean, if you look at, you know, we're seeing headlines that, you know, the market is the most dangerous market I've ever seen. And um, we're starting to see these crazy, crazy headlines from people who normally don't do press. You know, it's not really if a, a large correction at some point is going to come. It's really when. Is it next week? You know, right. we had some significant down days in the market. Is it next week or is it six months, a year, two years, three years from now? But what we're trying to convey to individual investors is you have to protect you have to have to protect. And, and we continue to see people who call in and text in and, and those that we meet with, they just don't have protection in place other than the markets going up. And that is a strategy that, you know, is probably just, it's not good enough. And if we see a drop of 20 to 30%, you know, those people are going to lose 20 to 30%. And uh, we just don't want that to happen. No, we do not want that to happen. That's why it's always a good idea to work with an independent fiduciary advisor. And you can hear Robert and his show, Decoding Wall Street, Saturday and Sunday at noon on WLS AM 890. You can reach him here by calling 800-662-6808 or text pizza to 21000. Learn more about he and his team at kuhncp.com. That's K-U-H-N-C-P.com. Pizza! How do you know when it's time to retire? Well, in this segment, Eric Carney says there are some questions you need to answer to get a clear picture if the time is right. We get that phone call too, you know, when somebody says, you know, I wanna work till 65, 68, even 70, sometimes we just get that phone call and, and I hear it in their voice right away and they're like, Eric, I I'm done. And so, like I said, I mean, we've got to be prepared for that. And there's a lot of people who want to go into their 60s. They want to be absolutely prepared at every single age for all the what ifs, because, I mean, there could be family issues. There could be economic issues. There could be financial issues. There could be health care issues. And a lot of times as we get older, you got to remember what's happening with our coworkers. They're coming in much younger. And so what we're seeing is, is that the older generation just sometimes says, look, there's new young Younger management they just do things a lot differently you know you you might be doing the same thing for a very long time and all of a sudden somebody comes in and changes everything technology sometimes changes everything and there's a lot of people that say you know what I thought I thought I had a lot more in my tank but I just don't we have to be prepared for all those what-ifs and all those financial hurdles and I just feel like this past year you know I, I bring this up a lot but this past 12, 15 months has been such a game changer for everyone, such a life-changing experience in so many ways. And COVID has affected everyone in one way or another. 
How we're seeing it though, is that people are significantly more concerned now about their finances. So before it was like, yeah, I really need to come in and get a, a second opinion. Now it's like, you know what? Now we're really questioning where we are. We're questioning our current financial situation. We're questioning the relationship that we have with our advisor. We're questioning if we're on track to do well. And so before you think about you know, where you are, you want to start to plan for all the what ifs. And then that way you can keep planning for your life. If you've got enough in the tank to keep going, great. But if all of a sudden you fall short and you feel the need to retire unexpectedly, let's be prepared for that. I mean, this is what we have to do is we've got to be prepared for all this stuff. I mean, the thing is, is that when somebody comes in, the one of the questions that I always ask them is, if you could change one thing about your finances, what would it be? And there's a lot of times where people say, I wish I didn't procrastinate as long as I did to come in and see you. Mm -hmm. And so that is the common denominator. It's not about, I wish I had more money. You would think that that would be the typical answer. There, a lot of people say, I just wish that, you know, I did something about this a while ago. We had a couple come in a few weeks ago and they said, we've been working with our advisor for a very long time. We like them. We trust them, but we don't feel that, that they're capable of handling our needs. But yet we felt comfortable there, even though we knew something was kind of off. And so when they came in to see me, we showed them a lot of missed opportunities. And there was kind of, of, a, of an eye-opening experience for them. And he's like, I really have a hard time changing because I feel connected to these guys. But I also feel that I need to move on for our best interest. So the time period that we procrastinate really provides you with lost opportunity that is incredibly difficult or near impossible to ever gain back again. So as we approach, you know, 55 up to 60, we really have to make planning for retirement a priority because it just makes it so much easier when you get into your 60s. That's good stuff for sure. You can hear Eric's show, Wealth Works Radio, on News Radio 1580 WCCF in Punta Gorda, Florida, or on the iHeartRadio app anywhere. You can also find him on Apple Podcasts, the iHeart Podcast app, or anywhere that you download your podcasts. You can subscribe and have it delivered to you each and every week. You'll find Eric at Retirement Wealth in Cape Coral, Florida. His website is ericcarneyadvisor.com. That's Eric Carney, E-R-I-C-K-E-A-R-N-E-Y advisor.com. Hey, he's also on TV too, both Saturdays and Sundays. Check your local TV guide for times and channels. You can call him here at 800-662-6808 or text him, pizza to 21000. Pizza! In this clip, Kevin Frisbee breaks down the five documents you need to have, you have to have, before anything should happen. It's more than just the last will and testament. But when you talk about getting your affairs in order, I've been preaching this, Steve, for years in our <laughs> asset preservation workshop. We actually have attorneys that we bring in to speak to these matters. So the, the, the couple things you just mentioned, the durable power of attorney. Well, what happens if you become incapacitated? Who's going to be able to sign your paycheck or your tax return or pay your bills, those type of things. The last will and testament, I would call that the third most important document, not not uh, not the most important. But if you haven't done a will and you know something happens to you, you pass away, it's going to go to your next of kin. And sometimes that's not who people want their assets to go to. <laughs> very and true. Especially if you have a mixed family, I mean, which is very common these days. Absolutely. Then you, I, I would say the most important document is the healthcare directive, meaning if you get incapacitated and you now somebody needs to make decisions on your healthcare and are they going to pull the plug or not pull the plug? And are they going to administer different, uh, you know, uh, thing, medical things that need to get done? 
you can tell I'm not a doctor, right? I've stumbled over that for a little bit. <laughs> but yeah. the, the, the point being is, and, and make sure you pick somebody to, to be that uh, healthcare directive that actually can and will make decisions for you. Not Usually kids won't uh, and don't like to make those type of decisions. Right. And then you've got uh, making sure your, uh, your, your transfer on death type of accounts, meaning what kind of accounts you have. But usually bank accounts have this. They're basic uh, savings accounts, checking accounts. They, they call them TODs, transfer upon death. And you put a name to them that that's going to go to and Sometimes it can be different than a beneficiary. And then getting the beneficiary designations. Here's the, the one thing that I can help clients with when we look at setting up retirement accounts or just investment accounts in general is, are we going to put the proper beneficiaries? And I have people come in sometimes, Stephen, and I'll ask them, all right, if you're married, great. Make the assumption your, your spouse is the primary beneficiary. And then who do you want for contingents? And then some people start to really trip over this. And think, all right, I got kids, I got grandkids, and start thinking about putting grandkids that are the younger than 18 years old. And whoa, 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 let's step back here for a second. Let's talk through this. And I have these conversations all the time with people saying, let's let's play this movie to the end. Let's make sure things are going as you want them to. And uh, and, and make sure your beneficiary designations are up to date. And it also, by putting specific people and percentages on your investment accounts, that can probably avoid, or not probably, it will avoid probate. And so that's important to some people for privacy. Again, those are the kinds of things. I mean, it's something that obviously you can help us with or direct us to somebody who can help us. It's it's not necessarily an expensive proposition, but certainly one that, that can, boy, you talk about alleviate stress and, and anxiety. Having those in the safe is is really just, just rest reassurance. It's reassuring and it's important to get them done. And again, some people come in, we'll have the conversation. Have you gotten things done? As I said, the most important, the healthcare directive, the second most important, the durable power of attorney for financial. And then the last will and testament is the, is the third on that list. And just to, again, it's a peace of mind thing, Steve, right? Yeah. I mean, absolutely. if God forbid something happens, you don't have to be old to get these things done. It just get them done while you're, while you can, while you can, while you can make those decisions. And if you have kids or grandkids that are 18 years old or up, they need these documents in place as well, because if they something happens medically and you have a, an 18 year old child um, and all of a sudden, who's going to be able to make those decisions if, if something needs to be made? Who's going to be able to call the hospital and get information on that person if you don't have that directive in place? Because at that point, at 18, they're adults. I know we've talked about this before, but it's just so important to have those documents in place. You never know when life is going to throw you a curveball. Now, you can hear Kevin's show, Financial Safari Weekends, on multiple radio stations throughout the state of Maine, as well as every Thursday afternoon at 3.50 on the Howie Car radio program. Howie Car's on about 25 stations from, well, Massachusetts to Maine. And every week, Kevin offers his insight to the market. And you can reach Kevin right here at 800-662-6808. Text PIZZA to 21000. If you want to learn more about Kevin and his team, visit frisbeeandassociates.com. F-R-I-S-B-I-E benefits.com. Pizza! One final clip, and it is once again Coach Pete Neruda, along with Thomas Lipscomb and Morgan Patrick. Well, it's tough. It's really tough these days to just when you think you have a grip on the financial world, something happens to show you you don't. Mm, isn't that the truth? <laughs> right? Morgan, how many times in your life have you thought you understood something completely only to have you 
being awoken and seeing that you weren't. Oh, I mean, how many times financially woke have we have we have we gotten to that pro status in our own mind, and all of a sudden we realize we're amateurs? I know. Well, I mean, it happens. I mean, just when you think you're an expert is when you're probably not. I mean, Mm -hmm. we have two issues to get people in more trouble in the money world than ever before: fear and greed. Mm -hmm. So fear, well, two fears. There's a FOMO, fear of missing out, sure, and then the real fear of not holding something all the way down. And so when we when we're Watching the stock market go up like crazy, greed kicks in. Let's say we bought a stock. Let's say we bought a stock for a dollar a share, and it went up to five dollars a share. So we got a, we we bought a thousand shares at a dollar. Now it's worth five dollars a share. The proper strategy there says to at least liquidate as much of, of the stock that you need to get back the money you invested. Okay. So sure. about twenty percent of the stock you could liquidate. Now you have eighty percent of the stock still in your account. Yet even if it went to zero, you haven't lost any money because you've got your cost out. I like that. I like that. That <laughs> right? makes sense. Yeah. But here's what here's what the average investor will do. It goes from one to five. And what does the average investor do? What do you think they do, Morgan? Sell it off. No, they buy more. <laughs> Because they don't want to miss the up, even though they're already up. Look at the golden pony. And then sometimes they're buying right at the plateau, and then it comes right back down again. Like you reach the top of Mount Everest, and then it comes down. Yeah. yeah. No mountain goes to the moon. (laughs) Mountains come, and they go down. Like they go up, and they come down. So, And actually, more people die who climb Mount Everest. More people die on the way down than the way up because they're not quite paying as much attention after they've they've battled the mountain and and became victorious victorious over the market uh, or the mountain. but. On the way down, we have to be careful. Therefore, when we have a gain to stock, the proper strategy would be maybe to liquidate some of that gain because I always say you are not up until you're out. So as long as you're piling more and more money into the stock, even if even if it's going up, you don't have any profit because you haven't liquidated any of it. You're putting more and more money in. Thomas, we see this a lot, unfortunately, in the money world. We do. And something that strikes me about what you're talking about right now is truly just having that strategy, that plan in place, because it sounds to me like there may be a lot of folks out there who who get into a market, who get into a mutual fund, whatever it may be, don't actually have an exit plan in place to know if this hits this, then I want to do this. If it does this, then I want to do that. Yeah. Yeah. Whatever you said, it sounds good to me. Yeah. yeah. It sounds really good. (laughs) But it's just to make sure you understand why you're in the stock to begin with. And I always say never get into a stock or real estate or anything that has risk attached to it until you know in your mind when you're going to get out. Mm. So don't get in until you have an exit strategy how you're going to get out. And it's not, you know, we, we fall in love with stocks. Sure Everybody do. does. I have too in the past. But what you have to know is the stock doesn't love you back a lot of times. And so <laughs> liquidating a little bit of it, if it's up big, to help prevent you from ever having a loss because you've, you've already got, got, your, you've got your money back that you invested – and the stock, you still have some stock, that's a great investment strategy, I think, for a lot of people, mm-hmm. instead of piling more. The exit strategy is an important part of investing in the market. Hey, why don't you give Coach Pete and the team at Capital Financial a call, 800-662-6808, or text PIZZA to 21000. They'd love to help you. Financial Safari, heard on radio stations around the country and originates in Raleigh, North Carolina. If you'd like to learn more about Coach Pete, visit PeteOnDemand.com. That's PeteOnDemand.com. Capital Financial, you'll find them. CapitalFinancialUSA.com. CapitalFinancialUSA.com. So there you have it, another financial pizza complete and ready for delivery. Uh, Speaking of delivery, if you'd like your financial pizza delivered to you free each and every week, well, then subscribe to it. It'll be in your podcast collection automatically. You can find it on Apple Podcasts, the iHeart Podcast app, anywhere you download your podcasts. And as long as you're subscribing, then take a moment and rate and share the podcast. There's plenty of pizza to go around. 
Financial Pizza features clips and more from some of the best financial radio programs heard around the country each and every week, all brought to you hot, fresh, and in 30 minutes or less. Remember, you can reach any of the advisors featured here by calling 800-662-6808 or just text pizza to 21000. Steve at Financial Pizza is how you can email me. Find me on Twitter at Steve Siddall. Hey, thanks for listening, everybody. We really appreciate it. I'm Steve Siddall. We're going to see you next week right here on Financial Pizza. Pizza. Coach P Radio. Information provided is for illustrative purposes only and does not constitute investment, tax, or legal advice. Information has been obtained from sources that are deemed to be reliable, but their accuracy and completeness cannot be guaranteed. Neither Peter J. Deruta or his guests are liable for the usage of information discussed. Always consult with a qualified investment, legal, or tax professional before taking any action. Annuity guarantees are based solely on the financial strength and claims-paying ability of the issuing company. Individuals should thoroughly review the contract for specific details of the product features and costs. Income payments and withdrawals from deferred annuities are generally taxable as ordinary income in the year they are taken. Money management is provided by Equus Capital Management. Equus is an SEC-registered investment advisor located in San Rafael, California. Investment advice by Capital Financial Advisory Group, LLC, a North Carolina-registered investment advisor. Insurance advice given by Capital Financial and Insurance, a North Carolina-licensed insurance agency.